Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Today we're going to talk about the four steps of training a dog for a very particular task. That is what I'm calling it at the moment. It's basically the four steps of training a dog, but there's so much that goes into training a dog, I gotta find one with a better name, but that's what I'm leaving in for now. Four steps to training your dog for a very specific task. And the reason I say a very specific task, maybe a, a multi-complexity task, is because the last aspect of it is to test them. And if you don't have this giant criteria to test them on, then what's the point of going through all these steps? Okay, so the order is teach, train, proof, and test. Teach, train, proof, test. If you were listening to one of the other podcasts, I did mention it in there. So now you're getting the whole explanation. Teach, train, proof, test. First one, teach. You have to teach the dog what you want them to do before you move on to the other more complex aspects of training. And this is actually talked about in our Six Fluencies of Behavior podcast where we talk about precision, getting the behavior right. You have to teach them, one, how to earn reinforcement, how to avoid punishment, but also how to ensure that they are successful out in the world, out in the field. So we got to teach the behavior first. If you're teaching to sit, that means luring or shaping or pushing their butt down and molding. You're teaching a recall. That means a long line. That means working through it. That means teaching them from point A to point B, you got to get to me and I'll give you a treat or I'll let you play with a toy. Or you take the stimulus off an e-collar. All those things you got to teach them. The e-collar is a perfect example. You got to teach them how to turn off that stimulus. Right? Negative reinforcement. I'm going to add this stimulus, this irritant. And when you release the irritant, that's the reward. And then I couple that with positive reinforcement. So you've let that go. Now I'm going to give you a treat when you get to me. Now I got two things, two quadrants of learning going towards me. So... That's teaching. You got to teach them the behavior first. Then we get to the training aspect, which everybody jumps over the training aspect. You got to train them. I know you taught them, and you think that's training. It's not. Teaching, right? You taught them the behavior. Now you got to train it. So you're going to go through the variable reward schedules. You're going to go through the distraction, the duration. You're going to go through the speed. You're going to go through all those things that you have to go through under the different circumstances and help the dog start to understand that this is everywhere. They can do this anywhere. You also want to train verbal cues and hand gestures, maybe. Maybe you want to teach 
uh, with light gestures or following a laser, whatever it is. So you, you gotta, you gotta break that down. I taught them the thing. Now I'm going to train it. I'm going to do it every single day. We're going to work on it all the time. There's different rewards in there. There's different adverse, whatever it is. Now we get to the aspect of proofing. Now, everybody jumps from teaching to proofing. Proofing is when you go out into the real world and you start doing the training in environments in which they have to generalize the behavior or they're going to fail. You're proofing it against other things, other dogs, other animals. I was watching a video the other day and this dog is doing a article search on gravel with puppies climbing on it. Just like berating the hell out of this dog and it is glued to what it's doing and looking for. That's amazing proofing. Amazing proofing. Anything could be going on. That dog's like, I'm doing my thing. Proofing. Super, super important after you do the training phase. And the last one is testing. Testing your dog is the hardest thing to do by yourself. Testing your dog is the hardest thing to do by yourself. And here's why. You can do the teaching. You can do the training. You can do the proving. Somebody else needs to test your dog. So, depending on what you're doing, does that mean someone needs to take your dog and be able to do the things that you've done with them? Or does it mean they have to set up the scenario for you and say, go for it? You're doing detection. They set up the room. They set up the hide. You just walk in blind and go, okay, I got I to gotta go do this. And you know nothing. You don't know when to reward your dog or when to correct your dog. You don't know if they did it right or wrong until it's over. So we have to test our dogs, but we don't want to over-test our dogs. The game should always be fun, which means there should always be a possibility for reinforcement. And yes, when we get to the real world and they start doing police work or you start doing competition, they're not going to get to do the fun part at the end, the playing with the toy, the running around, the getting a treat. But that goes into variable reward schedule, which we talk about in another podcast. But when we get to testing, everybody jumps from, well, I trained the dog. I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it. Well, let's see what it does. Let's see how it goes. Let's see if it can do this thing that I came up with this morning. No. You want it to be able to do that. Train it to do that. Proof it to do that. And then test it. You can't just walk into a room and say, all right, let's see if they can do it. Well, let's see if they can do it. It was one of the biggest mistakes I made when I first started training dogs. Once I understood the concepts and everything, I said, well, I wonder if I set it up just right, the dog could do it. And so I'd set it up. The dog would half do it, and I'd be happy with that, and I would say, awesome. And then the next week would come, and I'd see the dog again. All right, let's be. And I learned through that. There's a lot of steps and there's a lot of work that has to go in before you start testing the dog on anything. So, you know, if you have a puppy, if you have a dog and you're trying to do competition or your puppy's trying to do the uh, CGC, like you just got to slow down. You got to train them properly. Get 
get so far ahead of anybody who's taking the test that by the time you take the test, it's easy. It's easy. I'll tell you a quick story. Unrelated to dogs. When I was younger, I did martial arts. I got my black belt. It was a lot of hard work. But the hardest part for me was the training up until getting the black belt. It's a three-hour-long physical exam of other black belts fighting you and you having to do all of the routines and forms and katas and everything you had learned over the past 10 years. And so my sensei, Sensei John Silvestro, if you're listening to this, John Silvestro, his first black belt test, I believe it was his first, it might have been his third, his first or third, he went up to Master Angargiola afterwards and said, I didn't earn this. The test was too easy. And he told him, Master Angargiola told John, you are just overprepared. You trained so hard that this was easy. That's the kind of mentality that you want everything in life to be, but it's particularly your dogs and when you're going for certification. You should have trained so hard. What is the classic saying? Uh, don't train until you get it right. Train until you can't get it wrong. That's what you want from your dog. A hundred percent certainty. Will you ever get there? Probably not. But if you get to 99, you are way more equipped than anybody else going into that testing room. Make sure that you're going through the motions, but actually being attentive to those motions. Don't just go, okay, this is what we're doing today because that's what I did with my last dog and this is the training measurement we're doing today. No, teach, train, proof, test. You can go through every single one of those steps with every single behavior before you even get to the actual test that you want to do. That's fine, right? You're doing a certification and you got a bunch of parts. Let's say it's sit, down, heel, stay, and come. Okay, I'm going to go through sit. I'm going to train it. I'm, going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to teach it. I'm going to train it. I'm going to proof it. And then I'm going to test it. Okay, now I'm going to move on to downs. Now I'm going to move on to heel. I'm going to go through all of it. Now I'm going to work on stay. Then I'm going to go through all of it. Then you put it all together and you say, okay, I'm going to do sit and down. I'm going to go through all of it. I'm going to do heel and stay. I'm going to go through all of it. So you break that down to the point where you are 100% certain that they've got sit and down right under all of these other criteria, the proofing and the testing. Then you put it all together. Then you elongate it. You make it longer. And then you go for that certification. With the right training plan and the right steps in the proper order and with the correct techniques, you can get there much faster than you think you can. But if you're going to mope around and say, my dog's not doing this, it's because you're not doing what you need to be doing. So get out there. Go train. I look forward to your progress.